Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. We've got a good one today, so we're going to jump right in. Today, we're going to talk about the big question that everyone wants to ask, the big question that you might have encountered. Why am I losing sizes? Like, why am I losing inches in my clothes or getting looser, but I'm not losing weight? Have you ever experienced that? I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to who have experienced this exact scenario. The scales don't seem to budge. And if they do move, maybe they just move a little, just a pound or two here or there. But then they're like, wait a minute, my clothes are fitting looser and and like I'm losing inches and this is crazy. I don't know what's going on. So here's what we're going to cover today very specifically. I'm going to tell you why this happens. I'm going to explain it all so you'll fully understand what's going on inside your body. I'm going to answer the question, is this a good or a bad thing? Like, is it is it okay that you're losing sizes like with your clothes but not losing weight? I'm going to explain to you how the scales can lie. <laughs> you guys have heard me say it before. The scales rarely tell the truth and they never tell the whole story. So we'll get into a little more of that. And then I'm going to give you a big list of progress markers of different ways that you can measure and mark your progress other than the scales. Okay, so we got a good one. Are you ready? This is going to be super helpful. Let's get into it. Here we go. So number one, why does this happen? Like why sometimes do you not lose weight? But you notice like, okay, my body's getting smaller. My clothes are fitting looser. Why does that happen? Well, in my world, like in the world of fitness professionals and nutritionists and stuff like that, we call this body recomposition. It basically means there's a changing of your masses. So here's what's so important to understand. Like we, we think this, you know, it's some mysterious process with, uh, you know, <laughs> all these different things going on inside our body. And we don't know, you know, what's what and why aren't we losing weight and why do we randomly gain weight? But here's what's so important to understand. You really only have like essentially four things in your body. Muscle, fat, water, and bone. I mean, sure, we can throw your organs in there, but they're pretty standard, right? Like, yeah, you may have a slightly larger or smaller spleen or liver or lungs or whatever, but basically there are those four things. Muscle, fat, water, and bone. Okay, that's it. That's all we're working with. So when you step on the scales and they don't move that much, but you know for a fact, like, wait a minute, these pants were really tight last week or two weeks ago or one month ago, and now they're not. Or I couldn't even fit into this pair of shorts last spring, and now these shorts are falling off of me. But I've only lost three pounds. What's going on here? Whenever that happens, that is body recomposition. You are potentially gaining muscle or muscle water. I'll explain that in a minute. While you're losing the fat. This this is typically the case. Like, in some way, you've lost fat or fluid or something, probably fat. And then, if you, especially if you've been strength training and you've changed your nutrition, you've gained some muscle mass. This is a great thing. Lose two pounds of fat, gain two pounds of muscle. Something like that, right? Or maybe you lose three pounds of fat and you gain two pounds of muscle. So there's just a one-pound difference on the scale. So you go, man, I've only lost one pound, but I just swear my body's changed more than that. So that's one big reason that this can happen because that's part of body recomposition. You're gaining muscle and you're losing fat. 
There are other reasons, though, um, and these are more maybe short term. It could be that you have some mild inflammation while you're losing fat. So maybe you've lost two pounds of fat, but you also started a pretty intense workout program, and then you're really sore. Well, whenever you're sore, that means your muscles are damaged and they're inflamed, and maybe there's a little inflammation around your joints. I don't mean in a negative way. This is just the body's normal response to intense workouts. So with that inflammation comes a little extra fluid. So there's just a little extra fluid in and around the muscles or the joints. And especially if it's larger muscles, like the muscles in your legs, your thighs and your glutes and your midsection and all of these things, well, that can add up. That could be two or three or four pounds of fluid from inflammation. This may be spread out over your body. So maybe you've lost fat over the past couple of weeks, but your workouts are really intense. So your body's holding on to a little more fluid than usual. Another thing that can happen <laughs> I hope this isn't scrambling your brain. These are just all things that that happen inside your body when you begin to make changes. You start strength training. You start working out, and you haven't been doing that in the past. Well, maybe there's not a ton of inflammation, but what your body will do is go, hold on, wait a minute. This person is working out. They've not worked out in the past. We need to store more energy inside the muscle. Well, that comes in the form of carbohydrates. So whenever you eat starches and carbs and things like that, your body takes them digest them, and then it goes, wow, she or he did a really great workout yesterday and the day before, and it's probably going to happen again, and we want to be prepared for that. Store that energy inside the muscle. It's called glycogen. That's when your body takes carbohydrates, processes them, and stores them in the muscle. So if your body stores extra glycogen inside the muscle and it's losing fat, well, technically you didn't gain muscle tissue but it's going to seem that like you gained muscle while you're losing fat. Hence, another reason that you might appear to not be losing weight or to lose very little weight, but your body is definitely changing. Now, here's what's so important to understand about carbohydrates as well. They're not just magic. It's not like carbohydrate powder or dust <laughs> that's crammed up into your muscle. Carbohydrates have to be dissolved in water. I've read or heard somewhere, and I'm pretty sure this is true. It may be a little off, so forgive me. Every gram of carbohydrate that you eat and is stored into your body has to be dissolved in three to four grams of water. It has to be basically put into solution and stored in that format. So just think of the same way as if you were dissolving sugar or salt in water. If you put a teaspoon of sugar into water, you stir it, and eventually that sugar dissolves into the water, right? It's the same way inside your body. You eat these carbohydrates, your body breaks them down. It must dissolve them in water. And so you're thirsty, you drink water, it dissolves these carbohydrates in water, and then it stores them inside your muscles or inside your liver. Now, please understand, this is not a bad thing. <laughs> you want these great carbohydrate stores. Whenever your body takes these carbs and dissolves them in water and puts them in the muscle, it gives your muscles a really nice, tight, toned look. So this is not bad. And over time, it gives you more and more energy for your workouts. And it gives you better and better workouts. And guess what happens when you have better and better workouts? And you're moving in a positive direction with your food and your nutrition. Even if the scales didn't move for the first week or two weeks or maybe even three weeks, you only lost one pound or 1.5 pounds. They start to move in a positive direction over the course of time because you're building the right habits and you're changing things inside your body in a positive way. You guys hear me talk about the body's internal ecosystem. These are all ways that things can change. These are all ways that 
that things change within your body's ecosystem that help you not just in the short term, but in the long term. Now, another reason that you might not see a change with the scales, but your, your body's changing is it just so happens that when you step on the scales, you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe you don't feel it yet, but I mean, forgive me for being so blunt, but you could just be full of crap. <laughs> you, you may very well have lost weight, but there's just like a little backup in your intestines, you know? And so you step on the scales and you go, wow, I really thought I would have lost weight, but I'm only 0.4 pounds down. I really thought I would have lost one or two pounds. Well, maybe, you, again, there's just a little backup in uh, your digestive tract and you would have lost weight. And this concept with going to the bathroom and all of these things with water and muscle and so forth brings me to a topic that we need to cover. It's the stupid self-defeating things that people do in order to lose weight. And if this is you, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that you're stupid. I'm just saying that doing these things from a science perspective, from a from a, <laughs> a body ecosystem perspective are stupid. So don't do them. They're self-defeating. I use that phrase very purposefully. They're self-defeating. In the long run, they defeat you. They defeat what you're wanting to do. And it's all just to see a number on the scales go down. First of all, people will take laxatives or laxative teas. These are very popular, in, especially in a younger culture. Younger clients I've worked with call them poop teas. So <laughs> tea, as in T-E-A-S, like a tea, like green tea or black tea or things. There are certain blends of various herbs that are known to have a laxative effect. And they've become known as poop teas. And so if someone goes out and binges and has a bunch of pizza or ice cream, then they will go and drink a few glasses or cups of poop tea that night so that it just pushes it all through and all out. That's not smart, my friends. That has That is self-defeating. Next up, sometimes people, just to see the scales go down, will cut out all their carbs. And whenever you cut out all your carbohydrates, think about what I just explained earlier. You're not only going to lose those carbs that were stored in your muscles or stored in your liver. You're not only going to lose those carbs and the weight from those carbohydrates themselves. You're going to lose all the water that's associated with those carbs. You're going to lose all the water that those carbohydrates were dissolved in. So yes, absolutely, you're going to have some short-term weight loss. And it may be kind of drastic. This is why people often see a big short-term weight loss when they initially go on the Atkins diet or keto or something like that. Because they cut out all their carbs, their body freaks out because no carbohydrates coming in. So it, it begins to use every ounce of carbohydrate that it has stored up. And when it uses those carbs, it's also releasing the water that the carbs are stored in. And therefore you get this pretty tremendous seven, eight, 10, 12 pound weight loss in just a matter of, you know, 10 days or two weeks. So that's a short term water loss. Now, please understand with Atkins or keto or any, just about any diet that can lead to long term fat loss if you're in a caloric deficit and you're consistent and you move forward with that, you absolutely could lose fat moving forward. But that initial short-term weight loss is water, probably 95% or more water. And please understand this also. Eventually, a month down the road, three months, six months, a year, whenever, when you begin reintroducing carbohydrates, your body goes... <gasps> Thank you so much. And it, it takes those carbohydrates and it does what's known as supercompensation, which means it overcompensates for all the time those carbohydrates are missing. And it just stores them, stores them, stores them away in your liver and in your muscles. 
and it dissolves them in a ton of water. So you will regain some weight when reintroducing carbohydrates. It's basically physiologically impossible not to. Now, next up is the third stupid self-defeating thing that people do in order to lose weight. Cardio, 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 and more cardio. <laughs> because they, they reason, oh, wow, when I lift weights, I notice I don't lose weight as, as quickly. I notice when I do resistance training and I do, I do strength training and I start lifting weights, my weight loss on the scale slows down. So I'm just really going to do cardio. That's a genius move <laughs> that can really paint you into a corner. Lots of carbs and lots of cardio. Now, here's what I mean by that. Don't think like, oh, wait a minute. He just was talking about how when we cut out carbs, it's not necessarily good. No, no, no. When people like when people don't eat enough protein and instead they're focused more on carbohydrates and they just, you know, maybe they eat crackers and a salad or a piece of bread with some peanut butter or whatever, you know, they're, they're not getting much protein in and therefore their majority of their diet is carbohydrates and they're doing a ton of cardio and they're not lifting any weights. This is a recipe for failure. This is a surefire way to paint yourself into a corner because with a lack of protein in your diet and an abundance of cardio, cardiovascular exercise in your diet, a lack of protein and a lack of strength training, your body is going to, sure, you'll lose some fat possibly, but you're going to lose a lot of muscle mass. And this is going to, what I like to say, paint you into a metabolic corner so that suddenly you get to a place where your body's just stubborn and you're doing an hour of cardio six days per week and you've lost a bunch of muscle mass and maybe you've lost some fat mass, but you don't know what it is because you're just trying to see the scales go down and the scales don't tell you what's muscle and what's fat, do they? It just shows you one number. So suddenly you're stuck. You're eating nothing but salads and doing nothing but cardio and you're exhausted, but you're nowhere close to your weight loss goal. You've painted yourself into a metabolic corner. So, those are the three crazy self-defeating things people can will do just to see the scales go down. And they're all just ways to manipulate everything I discussed before. The, the different ways that the carbohydrate and water and the muscle fat and all of those things interact. So now let's move to our next question. Is this a good or a bad thing? Like not the, not the stupid self-defeating things that we do to see the scales move down, but is it a good or bad thing when we're losing sizes, but not losing weight? Like when the scales are kind of stagnant or the scales are barely moving but we know our body's changing and our clothes are fitting looser. Well, <laughs> let me just promise, it is a really cool, really good, pretty tough to achieve thing. This is not a bad thing, guys. We only think it's bad because we're so fixated and so obsessed with the scales. And I know, I know, like if you really want to see the scales go down, then it may not seem like a good thing, but it is, I promise. Anytime you're gaining muscle mass and losing some fat mass, that is a fantastic, very, very positive thing. Trust me. Now, that brings us to the next issue or the next topic of how the scales can lie to us. Well, here's, the, here's just the reality of the scales. They lie to us in a million different ways. There are so many things that impact what you weigh or that determine what you weigh on a particular day. From the level of stress you've been under that day or the previous day, to your hormones, to your bathroom habits, which we already mentioned, to exactly what you ate the night before. Was it a little higher in carbs than usual? So maybe you're holding a little more water. Is it a little higher in sodium? Sodium. So maybe there's a little more water. Notice both of those are water. It has nothing to do with losing fat. Uh, and then there's probably a dozen other factors that I haven't even mentioned that also weigh into, no pun intended, <laughs> what the scales will say 
on any particular day. Plus, here's the thing. Remember this. Don't ever forget this. The, the scales only tell you one thing. They only tell you how much downward force your body is putting on the earth. That's it. <laughs> That's literally the definition of weight. How much downward force your body is putting on the earth. That's it. They don't tell you how much of that force is water or how much is bone, which is so important. You don't want to lose bone. They don't tell you how much of that downward force is precious muscle. They just tell you how much force it is. But we put all of our eggs in that basket and we let that one stupid machine that tells us one simple, simple, simple little number totally dictate our headspace and determine whether we're making progress or not. This is kind of a silly uh, analogy or example, but I like to use it sometimes when I'm giving presentations. I feel that it can be helpful for people. Imagine that you had a men, you had a briefcase or maybe a backpack or ladies, you had a purse or whatever. You, you guys can pick. It doesn't matter to me. A briefcase, a purse, a backpack. And it was, it was a bit heavy, right? Like you're carrying this around all day long and you're like, man, this is just a little heavy. And then when you look in it, there's all kinds of, you know, just stuff, various stuff that you could get rid of. And then you also see some gold blocks, <laughs> like gold, 24 karat gold. Well, those are heavy. So you could just get rid of those and it would make it much easier to carry around. But do you want to get rid of those gold blocks just so that your briefcase or your purse or your backpack would be lighter? No, of course not. Those are precious. But that's what we do with the scales. We just go, oh, I'm too heavy, just like my briefcase or backpack is too heavy. Therefore, let's just, I just want to get, I just want to see the number go down. I just want my backpack to be lighter. But we don't want to get rid of the gold. My friends, your bone, your muscle, that's the gold. It's precious cargo. It's precious. You don't want to lose that. But the scales will not tell you what you're losing. The scales will not tell you why the number is down, and they will not tell you why the number is up. So let me give you some other progress markers, some other things that are simple but so powerful to help you determine if you're moving in the right direction. Now, sure, we have body weight, but let's get past that, for goodness sakes. My gosh, let's look at other things. Number one, you could do circumference measurements. You could take a tape measure and measure around your arms, around your chest or your waist or your thighs, and you could just jot those numbers down and then check them again four weeks later, six weeks later, three months later, whatever circumference measurements. Another thing is to do some sort of a fitness test. Maybe do a two-minute burpee test. See how many burpees you can do in two minutes. Or maybe a one-mile run or a one-mile walk or a walk run. Just basically see how long it takes you to travel one mile. And then test it again later. And if you're able to do more burpees or if you're able to travel the mile faster, well, that's a very positive thing. You're moving in a great direction. Another big one, which is the topic of this podcast, is how your clothes fit. My friend, clothes don't lie. <laughs> they don't lie to you. They don't, there aren't secret little gremlins that sneak into your closet and, and hem and sew your clothes tighter. They, your clothes are what your clothes are. Sure, they can stretch out a little or shrink up a little in the dryer, but your clothes are what they are. So how your clothes fit. Next up, how you feel, for goodness sakes. We just miss that, don't we? Like, how do you feel? Are you feeling better? Your energy levels, what about those? Do you have more energy? Do you feel better and have more energy to do the things you want to do in life? Forget the scales. If the scales are exactly the same, but your clothes fit looser and you feel better and you have more energy, that's a massive victory. 
What about your cravings and your hunger? Are you suddenly starting to get kind of your hunger stabilized and you're craving things less? That's huge. What about your mood? What kind of mood? Are you in a better mood? Is your mentality around weight loss better? Is it is suddenly, is it stressing you out less than it used to in the past? Is it dominating your headspace less? Are you able to do stuff that you like to do? Maybe in years past, you couldn't take your favorite hike because you weren't in good enough shape and your knees hurt because you know, you needed to lose weight. Maybe there was more inflammation in your body than you wanted. And then now you've improved your nutrition. You've improved your physical conditioning. And now you can go on that hike. It's incredible. You're able to do the stuff that you like to do. Maybe just ask the question, am I enjoying life more? We call that in my coaching group, life gained. We don't just talk about pounds lost. We talk about life gained. And a big part of that is all the things I've mentioned, but it's also, are you more confident? Like, are you beginning to feel better about yourself and about your this process and just, just about losing weight in general? Are you more confident and you feel better and you have more energy? That's life gained. So let's wrap this all up and let's bring it home with two different scenarios. And I'm going to explain these to two different people going on two different paths. And I want you to pick who's winning and who's losing. I want you to pick, that's, that's, it's not fair. I shouldn't say who's winning and who's losing. I just want you to pick which one you prefer. I want you to pick which one you want to be. Scenario number one. This person's lost 15 to 20 pounds over the past five or six weeks, man. Whoo, they are killing it. They're doing it. But honestly, it's been pretty tough. And they're trying to stay positive. But in reality, it's mm, the diet they're doing is just kind of making them miserable. They're forcing themselves to do grueling workouts, or maybe they're forcing themselves to do a bunch of cardio every day, even when they're exhausted and their knees are hurting, and they can't eat carbs, or really they just can't eat that many carbs, and they got to track every morsel of food, and they can't enjoy social functions because they feel like they get, I'm supposed to be on my diet, and then they step on the scales every day because they're putting in so much energy and effort, and then they're exhilarated when the number goes down. And then they're devastated when it doesn't. Because here's the thing. Everything hinges <laughs> on that dang number. And so that's their world. Because they're forcing workouts and they're forcing a miserable diet. And that number is the only indicator. There's no talk of life gained. It's just pounds lost. That's scenario number one. Scenario number two. This person, they've only lost like eh, maybe six or seven pounds over the past five weeks. So nothing like that first person. But their nutrition hasn't been super strict. And sure, yeah, they're exercising, they're active, but it's nothing extreme. And they do eat carbs. And they're not tracking grams of this or calories or anything like that. And while they do love to see the scales go down, of course, they also really pay attention to and they notice and look for other things like having more energy to play with their kids at the end of a long day, dropping a size in clothes like we've talked about, or their clothes just fitting looser, and enjoying that birthday celebration with their friends on the weekend without mentally beating themselves up about it and about everything that they ate or they shouldn't have eaten. And then they're actually wearing like shorts or wearing clothes they normally wouldn't wear in the past because they were so ashamed of their body or how their legs looked. They're doing things and wearing clothes they wouldn't have normally worn or done in the past because they just, 
They just feel better about where they are and about their body, and they're just beginning to feel hopeful and optimistic for the first time in a long time. But yeah, they've only lost six or seven pounds total. (laughs) So, which one of these people would you want to be? Now, please understand, I'm not telling you that one's right and one's wrong, but I am telling you that scenario number two has a much better chance for long-term success. And they're setting up this incredible win-win situation where they will actually enjoy the process of losing weight and becoming healthier. So, if you're someone who's lost sizes and maybe your clothes are fitting better, but you haven't lost much weight or hardly any weight at all, now you know why. (laughs) Now you know some of the reasons that may contribute to that. And if you're someone who's been obsessed with the scales, just fixated on the scales, well, grab a pen and let me encourage you to use some of these other progress measures. I'm going to zip through them because I went through them earlier. Number one, circumference measurements. Number two, a fitness test, such as a two-minute burpee test or a one-mile run or walk or walk run. How your clothes fit. How you feel from day to day. Do you feel better? Do you enjoy your life more? Your energy levels. Do you have enough energy to do the things you want to do? Your cravings and your hunger. Are they improving? Are they getting better? Your mood and your mentality around weight loss in your body. Is weight loss and the scales, are they stressing you out less? Are you able to do the things that you like to do in life? Are you strong enough? Are you fit enough to do those things? Are you enjoying your life more overall? (laughs) Are you gaining life despite how much weight you might lose or not lose? Are you gaining life? And lastly, but maybe most importantly, are you more confident? Are you beginning to feel better about yourself and the process? And if you use any of those, I promise you, the scales will lose power. I guarantee it. And let me encourage you to do one more thing. If you haven't already, check out one of my two free resources. The first is my anti-diet class. It's a one-hour class. You can go to antidietclass.com. Pick a time that works for you and check it out. I explain three big things that most diets encourage you to do that are just completely backwards. And then I tell you more about how we go about losing weight with a step-by-step process inside of my Inner Circle Coaching Group. And then the other free resource is my Catalyst Audio Program, where I talk about like kind of lies that have been implanted into our brain by the diet industry, and then how to overcome those things and begin to kind of flip flip the approach in your mind and move in a positive direction. And for both of those, you can go to the links. Uh, I'll include both links in the show notes for this episode. Or for the anti-diet class, you can go to antidietclass.com. Now, let's wrap it up like we always do. Never forget, there's so much more to you than just a number. There's so much more to you than how much force, how much downward force your body puts on the earth. So don't let the scales dominate your headspace or dictate your emotions because you're incredible and beautiful and amazing and strong and wonderful, just like you are. Would losing weight be cool? Sure, yeah. And you can pursue that and I support you and I believe in you 100%. Even if you don't believe in yourself, keep coming back, keep listening, and I will help you get there. I'll keep working on you, my friend. So remember, there's more to you than just the scales, more to you than just that number. And losing weight is really all about these other progress measures I just mentioned. Losing weight is all about gaining life and enjoying your life more than ever. Take care, my friends. I hope this has been helpful. God bless. Bye-bye.